You're listening to the Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the greatest fantasy football show on earth. I'm Andy Yakabowski, your co-host and three-time reigning and defending champion. And today, I got with me again my co-host, my buddy in crime, Jim Yakabowski. Needing no further introduction. How you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing well, Andy. How are you today? Good. Sorry, I stole your intro away from you today. Um, they know my. They know who I am by now. They know me. And I'm probably selling a lot of those heart slash shirts. You are. But, I, uh, I heart hate Jimmy <laughs> shirts. <laughs> yeah. I um, as far as the very popular in Japan. <laughs> that's great. Um, one thing Konnichiwa. I was gonna say as far as the you know not having the. Uh, the intro bit here, as far as knowing or already know who I am, um, I'm in high spirits, uh, coming in off high off a win. Yeah, they can hear back it in your to, voice. Back to 500. I'm a good actor, so three you wouldn't even know that I lost last three week. Three and three. Again. Yeah. So I'm also now three and three, because I lost last week. Uh, team didn't really show up. I'm sure you guys know how that feels. But uh, I had a little sliver of hope with Khalil Mack Monday night against Eckler and Denver Broncos defense at a 15-point lead. But Khalil Mack got a sack, pass defended, I was tried a little to keep shocked. me in the game. I was a little shocked. He had 17 points after the first quarter. Yeah. 17 fantasy points. And then yeah. zero pretty much the rest of the game. Yeah, they, I mean, they just started doubling up on him. So, I mean, that's the way it goes with those defensive guys. You just never know if they're going to boom or bust, so... 17's a good day, but I needed more out of him because no one else did a whole lot. Um, Austin Eckler, though, just pretty much buried me. So Five catches. Once you get that fifth catch, that, that hurts us because our league, we do a five-point bonus of five catches, which is pretty cool. Pretty neat. And Jim, this brings us to our headlines. Uh, this week's hot headlines brought to you by Pittsburgh Socialites, a luxury lighting company. Holiday slots are filling up fast. If you want your home beautifully decorated for the holiday season, uh, give them a call. Look them up online at pittsburghsocialites.com where you can request a quote. Uh, Pittsburgh Socialites, light beautifully. So, Jimmy, it was a pretty quiet week for, uh, you know, tasty headlines for uh, week six. But I did see that Amazon Prime Video is adding a new Black Friday game in the uh, 2023 season. Black Friday game. Yeah, I mean, they paid a lot of money to uh, get Thursday night football this year, and uh, I think they've been rarely disappointed. So they're expanding to Fridays. <laughs> yeah, they got Black Friday. Nice. Yeah. Um, and who matchup is that? Um, I don't think they have announced who that matchup is going to be yet. They just know they have that game, like the game. That's their game, Yeah. Amazon. So if you want to watch football on Black Friday – Next year, day after Thanksgiving, you're going to have to get Amazon Prime. Yep. So, Amazon taking over. Jeff Bezos. Uh, another head not So, probably is. be like the, you know, matchup with like, I guess they just played. I was going to say Commanders and Bears. Yeah, just something, awful, somebody awful, game. awful. They keep giving them like the absolute worst games for Thursday Night Football. Do you think they Amazon's complaining about low the low Thursday ratings? Yes. I mean, I imagine. Yes. I think it's why NFL threw them a bone with a Black Friday game? I mean, they need to throw them a bone with having formidable teams with winning records. 
Do they need to, though? I mean, really? Huh? Do they need to? You don't need to. Right. Nobody ever needs to. Right. Somebody does, at least there's somebody out there that doesn't appease Amazon. NFL got their num- money. <laughs> they're, they're happy. Right. So, uh, other news last week talked about maybe I'll back mean, out and I'll go back to the NFL network so I can finally watch it on Fubo again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I don't have a prime video account. You don't. Nope. Steal. What is wrong with you? Steal my wife's. Come on, Jim. Just like you. What? <laughs> You're married <laughs> Two become one. Uh, like we said last week, Troy Aikman with his comment, he still has his job as that simmered down. He apologized for that. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams Great. is not getting disciplined for shoving the cameraman down by the NFL. Um, but I guess there is still legal issues on the horizon for uh, Mr. Adams and Mr. Cameraman. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, the Denver Broncos yeah, still I, blow I, I, I with heard Russell Wilson. I know we were kind of uh, talking about, um, you know, as far as a civil suit and, you know, I have I have an injury. I'm trying to remember what you said. I said as far as needing some type of rehabilitation. My back spasms. Back, back that, spasms. Yeah. I had read that. I he, need a backyotomy. <laughs> I, had, I had read there was a claim of like a whiplash and concussion. Multiple. I heard it was multiple yeah. concussions. Okay. From when his skull hmm. hit the ground when he was shoved and then when his brain hit his skull hitting the ground. Like a double concussion. I mean, I know you tried to say last week, you tried to give someone legal advice on how they should give a portion or a proportional amount according to Devontae Adams' contract. But legally, I looked that up, and that's actually not accurate at all. It's actually based on the damages the court decides to award the -hmm. victim. Mr. Cameraman. Okay. Uh, And I... um what what kind of made it even stand out even more prominently to me is yeah. um, he wasn't an actual legit cameraman. He was a freelance guy. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, freelancer. Jeez, the plot thickens. Yes. It's like a twist. <laughs> wasn't even supposed to be there. <laughs> Do you even have yeah. a pass to be there? That's something you need Free, to investigate. Freelance, freelance yeah. coverage. Maybe he was looking to take a fall. He was looking to, he was looking to you know, sell some close-up pics. Maybe. Paparazzi. <laughs> also, moving on, okay, from that ridiculous story, um, Denver Broncos, I guess, you know, Russell Wilson, he's still awful. Um, that's kind of like one of the biggest stories in the NFL right now, just by people who scratch their heads how Russell Wilson has struggled this season. He had a big uh, first quarter. Yeah, it's a great first that's quarter. They got, you know, go ahead. I've, well, I've pretty much pinpointed what their issue is. Have you? Yeah. Here we go. Just in case, you know, Broncos – Head office is listening. Uh, well, I was going to say, hopefully they are. Yeah. Um, let's just say... I can hear them leaning into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, lackadaisical route running. Oh. They have some awful route running on that team. They have talented receiving core, but they're not as crisp with the route running. Like when Russell Wilson was in Seattle, he got too used to Tyler Lockett. And Tiger Lockett, excellent route runner. And Metcalf. And with Russell Wilson's pinpoint accuracy, he is he is a very accurate thrower. He really relies relies on that the crisp route running that it seems that the Denver receivers lack. Do you want to hear something crazy? So what? 
Here's a stat line for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is off to a worse start with Broncos than Kyle Orton, mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon, Drew Locke, Brock Osweiler, Tim Tebow, and Teddy Bridgewater in their first six starts. Not yeah. surprised the last two with Tebow and Bridgewater. But the other guys, right? Trevor Simeon, whew, bad. Real bad. So, yep. That's well, but they didn't have the exact same receiving core for all those quarterbacks, though. No, of course not. So that makes a big difference. So you're really just trying to just stick up for Russell Wilson? Yeah. Okay. That's cute. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go to the pulse on the AFC North. Jimmy, last week I said the AFC North was going to go 3-1. and one. I almost got that nailed right, but mm. the Ravens blew it as they got beat by the freaking Giants, Jimmy. I mean, Giants. can you believe that? The Giants. Unbelievable. 24 to 20, the Ravens fall to the Giants. Unreal, Jimmy. Blew it. So I got that was the only one I got wrong. I got the other, other, what was that? Three right. So I picked the Patriots over the Browns. That was right. The Patriots lost to the Browns 38 to 15. They got shellacked at home. Also, I picked um, the Bengals over the Saints on the road. And I also picked. No one wanted to pick it, and that's going to pick it. Can you pick it? No one wanted to pick it, but I picked the Steelers over Tampa. And everyone thought I was crazy for thinking that. So I even tweeted out on Twitter right before kickoff, Steelers 24-17 over Tampa, which was pretty damn close as they won 20-18. to And that'll be on this week's segment, Rewind, Nail or Fail, later in the show. Yeah, Andy, I, I'm gonna have to uh, congratulate you on that on that call. I, Thank I, you. I was completely against it last week. I actually thought you had a, a you know a temperature going uh, as far as having a fever. Um, you know, they weren't feeling well. Nope. Um, one thing that really stood out to me in the game that was une- unexpected was how well the the backup. Players yes. in, the, in the secondary yeah. really stepped up as if they really want a starting job. Well, backup, I'd say there should be starters, right? Throw out all the contracts and just make those guys be starters because those guys came to play. And I'll tell you what, I may have predicted the Steelers to win, and I'm not going to act like I'm some sort of genius because I'm not. Well, maybe I am, but I didn't exactly expect it to play out that way. You know, I mean, I knew the ending of the movie, but I didn't expect uh, it, we to get there from A to B. With Kenny Pickett getting uh, knocked out of the game with his concussion um, and Mitch Trubisky going in there, his gutsy performance, running the ball, not sliding, um, which was which is pretty impressive. Kenny Pickett was doing the same thing before he got taken out. But Trubisky went in there, made a couple of really, really nice plays to Chase Claypool. It was nice to see Chase Claypool kind of get back looking to like uh, back to his rookie year, you know, when he was really had a big splash there. So... That was really nice to see. So it was nice to see Claypool, Trubisky stepping up in there and uh, getting that offense going, getting Tom Brady off the field. So it's nice to see that. <laughs> he probably, between Kenny and uh, Mitch, did yeah. the did their own play calling. Yeah. There yeah. is a lot of uh, 
Oh, you're not going to give Canada any credit? No. Neither am I. No, I yeah, think, I think, they, made, much I think, think they made their own decisions. Right. Yeah, I also am not going to give any credit to Matt Canada either. I think once Trubisky got benched and they made him the scapegoat, he's like, yeah, the hell with this. I'm just going to kind of take it in my own hands. So, But uh, whether it is or isn't, uh, it's nice to see them get that win. Also, a lot of funny memes coming out um, of that game. Um, there was funny one, one funny one I saw was a little kid holding up a sign that said, Hey, Tom, tell Giselle I'm available. Here we go, Steelers. Did you see that, Jimmy? No, did not. <laughs> well, no. I have more follow-up on the story. Apparently, Giselle actually gave that kid a call. <laughs> said, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Another great one I saw, Jimmy, on TikTok was uh, maybe you sent me to it, but did you see me the one where Tom Brady's yelling at the guys on the bench? Yes. Yeah. Yelling at the O-linemen. Yeah, Jimmy likes to randomly send me these TikTok videos, which are hilarious. But, yeah, he's if you watched the game, you saw it. They, were, they cut to a camera where it was Tom Brady talking to his lineman on the bench, and you could just see Tom just kind of like mouthing and mouthing and pointing his finger, just real animated at the guys. The guys are just kind of like sitting there staring at him, barely even nodding, like kind of just annoyed, really. That's what it looked like in the body language, anyways. And uh, the anyways, the the meme on TikTok when they had him talking to those guys, it had a uh, little caption at the top, and it said like Tom Brady was saying, "It's like I didn't d- divorce, lose my kids and my wife, I had to lose the fucking kitty picket." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Great. It's good. Yeah. Do you think that's what he was really saying? I mean, I hope so. I listened closely <laughs> the second time I watched it, and I think it's almost what he was saying. I mean, might have been. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> if he did, it's completely missed opportunity for the mic'd up that they usually do with right. some of the players. Yeah. Usually, when they do mic'd up, they just say something right. stupid, right? Or, or like whatever. You know, it's like, oh, good play, great tackle. Like, it's right. never something really colorful. It's never something like, juicy you like want, that. You want, you know, yeah, something more entertaining. It's great. All right, Jimmy, this brings us, you hear that siren? It's time for this week's injury report. Jimmy, the injuries keep piling up. Jimmy, the first one, the most important one to us here in Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, number eight. He's in concussion protocol after getting hit uh, in that game against Tampa Bay at home there. So Kenny Pickett, concussion protocol. Uh, Mitch Trubisky will get the start if Kenny's not available to go this week um, against the Dolphins. Uh, J.K. Dobbins for the Ravens. He had his knee tightened, Jimmy, and he is questionable to start this week. Kenyon Drake went in and put in 10 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. So, Jimmy, J.K. Dobbins, this is kind of becoming the norm for the guy. I mean, he missed all last season due to an injury, and now he's got this tightened knee issue, and he goes down, and then Kenyon Drake kind of goes in and steals a spotlight. I mean, they did lose, though, but... Yeah, Still. it's something definitely worth uh, monitoring this week to see what's going on with that. Um, yeah, missed all last year with a knee injury. Right. So uh, exactly wondering what this um, knee tightening up really means. Right. Very kind of a strange. Normally, you know, they say tweaked ACL, MCL, or some little bit hamstring injury or something. A little bit more specific. This one's kind of like mis- very mysterious, you know, tighten knees. But so if there's any, mysterious. but if there's anything that seems a little off with the renewed confidence in the run game with Drake averaging over ten yards a carry, I think they would uh, they wouldn't mind having Dobbins 
going to sit out if they're going to get that kind of production. Right. Also, further along in the injury report, Michael Thomas, foot, Jimmy, your guy. He did not practice yesterday on Monday. Um, this week they play Thursday, Saints at the Cardinals. So I doubt he's going to be able to play this week too, Jimmy. So That's the latest I heard, him, looking so. doubtful on the, the short week. Right. And go along with more receivers, Rashad Bateman for the Ravens. He's sprained with a foot. He's questionable to go this week. Um, coach there in the Ravens, Harbaugh, said he's close to being ready to go. So he'll probably suit up. If he can't, next up for WR1 for the Ravens is Devin DuVernay. You going to pick him up, Jimmy? Devin DuVernay. Devin, I like to say, DuVernay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not be picking him up. On my roster, my receiving core is just way too stacked. I don't know if you know this, but they have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback, and he's really good at running, I mean, throwing the football, Jim. He runs and throws exactly to my tight end, Mark Andrews. Ah, 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 (laughs) Mark Andrews, tier two tight end. And that's it for this week's injury report. Tier 1B. Now, tier 1A. Is that 1A, 1B? No, it's just... Andrews, Kelsey. It's Kelsey, tier (laughs) 1, Andrews, tier 2, and everyone else is tier 3 or lower. (laughs) All right, moving on to our next segment, Jimmy. It's the Rewind Never Fail. I can promise you no one else does this in the industry. We bring back our calls from last week, and we find out, Jimmy, if we nailed it or failed it. All right, and here's this call from last week. So I think they're going to come out swinging this game. I say they win it at home uh, against Tampa, and then... uh, yeah, that's what I got for this week, Jim. So you projected everyone to win except for the Browns. Correct. The Browns okay. will lose at home versus so the Patriots. You just said the Steelers will beat Tampa. I did. You check your temperature lately. Temperature's good. 98.6. Perfect. Perfect health. So there you have it, Jimmy. There's me making the call. Steelers over Tampa. I'd like to say I nailed it. Very happy about that one. It is a nail. Plus the final score is close. Huh? Not just calling the win, but you almost True. called the exact score. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. I mean, you had the Steelers getting 24, and they got 20, so they were in the 20s. And you had Tampa in the teens. Yeah. 17, plus, and they got 18. Plus that last drive of the Steelers, they're actually deep in uh, Tampa Bay's territory, and they could have just kicked a field goal. For the hell of it to make it twenty three eighteen, right? But they decided not to because no point because they could just run out the clock with the winning formation and Mitch Trubisky just took the knee to end the game. So I almost got it right on the dot there. So pretty cool. Um, also, Jimmy, I'm not the only genius in the room. Apparently, you're also a genius, Jim. Here's your rewind from last week. Well, uh, Damian Harris had to leave the game. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah. But they have one heck of a committee back. Ramondre Stevenson should have a big game against the Browns this week. He could, but you said they are under the committee curse. So Stevenson going to be sharing the ball with the rest of them guys? No. No? All He'll right. get the ball. There you go. Sleeper pick, Ramondre Stevenson <laughs> coming from Jimmy. So then you see here Jimmy's call from last week about Ramondre Stevenson. That was indeed a sleeper pick, Jim. He had 76 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Four catches for 15 yards. Nice, Jim. Very, very nice. 24 fantasy points against Cleveland. Took it to the house twice. And also, he was, as far as the committee curse that we were speaking of, 
he was in for about roughly 80% of the snaps. So do you foresee Ramondre Stevenson as being pretty much the bell cow now for the Patriots moving forward? No. Nope. Back just, to the a, just as long as Damian Harris is out, he will be. Just a tease? As, so as, long, as, as, as long as Damian Harris is out there, he's going to be a bell cow? Correct. Oh, nice. So there you hear from Jimmy. If Damian Harris isn't playing, Ramondre Stevenson is a must start. Is that a correct statement, Jim? Must start. Must start, Ramondre Stevenson. Jimmy, we've highlighted a lot of skill players this season on our show. Now we're going to look at this year so far the best defenses. Jimmy, you ready for this one? Shoot. I'm going to give you the top five defenses in the NFL. And this, is, this isn't like top defenses like yardage or anything like that. This is strictly fantasy points. This is a fantasy football show, and we're going to tell you the best fantasy teams. Okay, okay. okay. All right. Got it? Okay, Eagles at number five with 150 points. Broncos, surprisingly, number four at 152 points. They have played good this year. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson just hasn't played enough for them to actually win. Um, Cowboys at they number three. 15 points a game on offense. Okay, go ahead. Nice. Cowboys at number three for 161 points. Okay. Bills at number two, no surprise there, at 164 points. Okay. They are an awesome defense. And surprisingly, the number one defense this year so far, guess who, Jimmy? Guess who. They probably aren't going to be number one after this week. You need some top ones. But they best, this team bested the Bills by Hmm. 13 points. Bested the Bills by 13 points. So you said Eagles... Broncos, Broncos, Cowboys, Cowboys at three, Bills at Bills. two. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, let me think. Defense at 177 one points. Defense is, is it the Giants? It's not the Giants. <laughs> it's the 49ers. 49ers. Okay. Yeah, three and three. Yeah, 49ers. Can you believe that? Yeah. Where are the Giants fall? Well, part of that reason why they're number one defense in the league. And this is kind of important. Is matchups, Jimmy. Matchups is really critical when you're talking about defenses because it's very reactionary to who they're playing with. It's not like a proactive thing and making plays. It's reactionary towards matchup as who they're playing. So this is their schedule lineup, Jimmy, through six weeks. You ready to hear the teams they played so far to be the number one defense in the league, fantasy-wise? Go. Week one. I know the Rams are in there, and they're bad. Week one, the Bears. Week two, the Seahawks. Week three, the Broncos. Week four, the Rams. Week five, Carolina Panthers. And then week six, they played the Atlanta Falcons. So, yeah. The week they played the Rams in week four, they got 46 points that week. The Rams were awful that week. So, yeah. That's why the number one defense, which goes to show that defenses is goes by matchups, is very, very important. So, if you got a tough matchup against your good defense, you might think about going the waiver wire as soon as available and playing against a great matchup. All right, Jim. It's time for possibly my new favorite segment, Anytime touchdown scorers. Last week, we gave you seven guys. First off, we give you seven guys total, a three-man parlay, five-man parlay, and then we add two more guys to make it a seven-man parlay. Each of us gives you seven guys for our parlays, and then we score it as if we hit a three-man parlay, it's one point. If we hit the five-man, it's two points. And if we hit the seven-man, it's two points. Jimmy, you know how many points we scored last week together? Eight. Zero, Jim. We got zero <laughs> points. We don't hit any of our right. parlays. We did, but not together in three, five, or seven-man parlay. <laughs> because for me, 
Chubb and Debo didn't score my three-man parlay, which just screwed up for the rest of it. But yes, we did each get four out of the seven players right for any time touchdown. So if you mixed and matched our guys we gave you, you could have made some big-time money. Because I yeah. gave you Fournette, Ramon J. Stevenson, Stefan Diggs, and Jamar Chase for four for seven. Uh, those guys scored. Uh, Chubb, Debo Samuel, and Eno Benjamin did not score. So that was fail there. Jimmy gave you... Dalvin Cook, Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, and Gabe Davis scored, but who didn't score was Debo, Cooper Cup, and Travis Kelsey. Surprisingly, those so guys if they would have t- if they would have taken Andrews, right. Gabe Davis, and Dalvin Cook off of me and combined them with yours, they could have had a seven for the seven. parlay. <laughs> well, that's funny, but you know it's really hard to deduce that kind of that kind of fact. So we're gonna try for you better this week, and we're trying to get you guys some cash money. All right, Jim, you ready to go for give us these guys our parlays? You ready? Yeah, yeah, you can go. All right, Jim. For my three-man parlay, okay, I got you Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, and Tyree Kill. All right? Add in for a five-man parlay, Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs. To make it a seven-man, add Damian Pierce and Joe Burrow. So for a Santa game parlay, who, who you could you, add... Can you repeat those again? Yes, I can. Three-man parlay is Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. The five-man parlay... Bills are on bye week. Are they? Yeah. No way. <laughs> Damn, I already busted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess replace... I'll tell you what. Replace Diggs with, uh, with, with Geno Smith. How about that? <laughs> Gino Smith's got to run one in. Gino Rush yeah. one in. Got Gino's got to run one in on the Chargers. So just so you know, anytime touchdown scores, you cannot count a quarterback unless the guy runs it in. They do not count them throwing the ball. That's Correct. automatic. So just a little tidbit for all the, you know. So that's your three. Fans. So I got to give my three. Right. Your three, your five, and your seven. Okay. Good team, Jimmy. Fired up. Let's hear so it. So for my three bet parlay, going to go with. Jamar Chase. Copy. <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Saquon Barkley. Nice. Uh, adding two more. On top of that, going to go with... Uh, Damon Pierce. And... Mike Williams. Okay. Chargers. Kind of left us on our seat in suspense for that Mike <laughs> Williams call. Mike Williams. Okay, so that's that's for the five-man parlay. Okay. Okay. So then to take it to the seven, the seven-man parlay anytime touchdown. I'll go with Debo Samuel. Debo again. And. On the edge of my my seat. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey again. So there you have it. There's the parlays. We'll see how me and Jimmy does next week. Jimmy, it's time for On the Wire, this week's hottest waiver wire pickups. Also, you can find our hottest waiver wire pickups on TikTok. Just in case you can't get to the podcast soon enough, you can always find us on there for a little video. Drum roll, please, Jimmy. If you don't mind, I'll take the honors first. I'm going to have one waiver pickup this week. We've already talked about them. 
Kenyon Drake oh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Still one of Stone, mine. Right off of Jimmy. I actually have two more beyond that. All right, very good. I only got that one for you this week. Kenyon Drake, um, if, if J.K. Dobbins cannot go, you're looking for a very good matchup for Kenyon Drake this week. So if he's available, go look at Kenyon Drake. And Kenyon Drake is available in 91% of fantasy leagues wow. out there. 91%. Definitely a hot percent. grab. Definitely a hot grab. He would get the start against the Browns this week. So, yes, if he's available, go ahead and pick up. He had 28 fantasy points last week. Jimmy, you like Kenyon Drake? Who's your other two pickups you had? Um, actually, if Mac Jones continues to be out, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, up and coming. The circus show. He's won two games in a row. He threw for around 329 yards, I think it was, last week um, against the Browns. Bailey Zappi. Wow, Bailey Zappi. So he might be worth a waiver wire grab. He's got to be available in Wall Yep, He had 32 points last week against the Browns. This week he's got the very, very cushy Chicago Bears. He had 309 yards last week, two touchdowns. Yep, yep. So, so he's actually playing well. Not Never thought at, I would say that name this year. For, he's not too good at running. Three attempts for negative four yards. Okay. <laughs> but the passing, but the passing, yeah. Bailey yeah. Zappi. Well, he was a quarterback. And then, pass, so yeah. I'm going to go with the receiver for my other pick. Okay. He just got traded from the Panthers to the Cardinals, Uh Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. So playing with Kyler Murray, let's go stretch the field, Robbie. Let's go. He's he's, He's one of those players. I've mentioned this about players before. He is definitely a boom or bust player. And what I mean that is Robbie Anderson has a very, very high ceiling at the same time. Guy's got an extremely, extremely low floor. So, I mean, that guy can span anywhere from like zero points to 40 right. in a given week. If you can get that big splash play for him. So, very interesting. Nice, nice look there. It's funny. If you look him up, he's wearing a Panthers jersey. That's got a little <laughs> Arizona Cardinals symbol nice. by his name. So, yeah, with his crazy dreadlock hair. And that's this week's On the Wire, Waiver Wire pickups. So, you're welcome. It's time, Jimmy, for my favorite segment, Hope or Despair. I only got one guy in the chopping block this week, Jimmy, and this guy's owners has to be very disappointed with last week's performance against the Denver Broncos. Four points in that debacle of a Monday night football game. Awful. He had 37 completions on 57 attempts for only four fantasy points, 238 passing yards, one interception, Unbelievable, Jim. Four points for Justin Herbert. Pretty unbelievable. You think for 37 completions, you get over 300 yards? Yeah, you think you would. So I don't know what went on in that game. Just pretty sad performance by him. Um, So, Jimmy, Justin Herbert, hope or despair? Um, Seeing that Keenan Allen's been out a while and he's due to come back very shortly, I'm going to go with hope. I also am going to give Justin Herbert a hope. This guy is a tier one quarterback. Do not trade him. Do not cut him. Don't get rid of him. Keep starting him, especially if Keenan Allen comes back in. He is a must start. If he doesn't start, you got somebody else better you want to put in, or there's a matchup um, guy out there available on free agency. Go ahead and pick him up instead of Herbert. And that's it for our show, Jimmy. We're about 31 minutes right now. Great show. I think we had a lot of content in that. We gave you guys a lot of good information out there. So whoever's listening, you're welcome. This is the Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Peace out. (laughs) And as you always say, Jimmy, good luck to all you GMs out there this weekend. And uh, 
Hopefully you pull down a W this week because after this week, Jim, we'll be halfway through the regular season. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Already halfway through the regular fantasy season. You know? So, good luck. Later.